Howdy, everybody. Cable Smith welcoming each and every one of you into episode 102 of Justified Pursuit. It's great to be here uh, alongside the good curmudgeon counselor himself, Chisholm Cook, who's giving me hell because his internet situation sucks balls. Cable has sabotaged my internet. It's his fault somehow. I don't know why he would do it. It doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. Six hours away. But every time we talk, all I have, I just have to listen to him gripe incessantly about my internet connection. And so, uh, since this is the only time this ever happens, it's clearly his his fault. So, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, we're trying to uh, make this an enjoyable experience for the listener. Do it for the P1s. When your stuff sucks balls, it, it, it has the it has a the opposite effect for the audience because this is an audio presentation and if you keep glitching in and out what's the point so you get your scene under control mr cook this will be a one man show soon because cable will be no more warning <laughs> to all the guests it'll be it won't have uh, and, and trust me I the kid. entire show will be void of any kind of humor whatsoever <laughs> we've already been over this <laughs> just have different styles uh, of humor so let's talk about something important how much halloween <laughs> candy have you eaten this week uh thankfully i only got down on that once since getting back out of the mountains last tuesday uh, i had a night of weakness probably like wednesday of last week where i uh dug out all of the mini snickers and <laughs> some of the reese's uh even went to a milky way for good measure so yeah, you know, I've yeah. cherry picked a little bit, handful probably. Well, peanut butter and chocolate is like the ultimate weakness for me. So, yeah, Reese's, yeah, uh, and I've you know what's even better than a Reese's. Have you ever seen the Justin's cups that you can get at the grocery store that are basically a Reese's but with dark chocolate instead of uh-uh. like crappy milk? Cho- oh, dude, those things are bomb. Justin's makes peanut butter too. Like that's was I think their first ah. thing was peanut butter. So they make. I've taken it to the back country before and you even had their peanut butter it comes in that little pouch remember oh yeah yeah, yeah, little, yeah 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 uh so they make really good peanut butter almond butter and that sort of stuff and they make a dark chocolate covered peanut butter cup mm. i mean i know might yeah turn your audio up while we're going here um see? so you'll see why yeah turn it up Everybody um so <laughs> reese's are the best and I've you've had you've only had one moment of weakness. I've had a moment of weakness every single night. Actually, for breakfast this morning, I just had a mini Snickers and a in a Reese's peanut butter cup. So it's like yeah, ongoing. We just need right. to get rid of the candy because if you put it in front of me, I don't look for candy. Like I, if it's not in the house, I'm not gonna like be like going. Oh, I gotta have some candy. But if you put it in front of me, I'm gonna eat it. I would and I would rank them: Reese's, Twix, Butterfinger, Snickers, Sour Patch Kids as the best. Halloween candies. I'm definitely with you on a Twix. I was robbing some of those too, but all they had in the Twix were these like white chocolate covered ones. And those are gross. Ugh, no, why yeah, ruin? It's like if it's not broken. What would one. you say is the worst Halloween candy? Oh, dude, the candy corn. It's not even 100. percent Absolutely. Yeah, my wife has had a bowl of it out. She had a bowl of it out, uh, all, like for the last two weeks of October. That candy, if you put it in front of me, I'll walk in the other room. That's disgusting. It's like covered in so wax. She's playing a clever trick. She's trying to be festive while also keep your kids from ending up with type 2 diabetes. So. She likes or it. Or her she, husband. She eats it. That's the Ugh. disgusting thing. Well, But she has, she likes the hard candy, not the chocolate. Uh, but the second place, and this is like a 
Is there anything worse than a Tootsie Roll? Like a complete give up of candy right there. Oh, I have to. No, no, no. I can't. I can't. This is, this is, you're out of bounds. Absolutely not. A Tootsie Roll. Tootsie Rolls are great. Uh, that's misinformation. Maybe like 1950 when they didn't nah. have anything better. They're fine. Tootsie Pops, especially. Just an absolute. Then you get the best of both worlds. You get the hard candy your wife loves and then the quasi chocolate. I don't, I can't call it chocolate. I don't know what the hell that stuff is, but. <laughs> Tastes good. <laughs> so bad. Uh, but Tootsie Pops, that was, remember the uh, commercials with the owl when we were a kid? How many licks does it take to get to the middle? Yeah. Those were cool. And that big old bite there at the end that uh, makes us all squirm. This is a, uh, let, me, let me take this in a topical direction here. Um, but then you're always disappointed when you get to the middle and it's a damn Tootsie Roll instead of real something good. No, the best part is when you still have a thin candy veneer on it and you can crunch through that into the chocolate. That's that's the best part. And you can start to like with bubble gum. Because they never they never they never like dissolve equally, right? So there's like patches that start to show the chocolate. Yeah. It's like the best moment of a Tootsie Roll pop for sure. <laughs> that's how many licks it takes. All right. And you were gonna take this somewhere yeah. away from the candy. So there is a new <laughs> phenomenon going on in the quote scientific community trust the science uh-huh. where uh major universities across the country are producing literature claiming that factory produced and highly processed foods are healthier for you and more importantly better for the environment than whole foods wow. have you seen this are you aware of this? No. But these are the same people that want us to eat gummy bears made out of uh, wind turbines. Bingo. Same people. Um, yeah, it's I, I've become accosted by it. Like, I feel like I feel like I I, I made a wrong move, you know, in, in a battle, and now I'm surrounded by the enemy, and the enemy is all of these studies making these absurdist claims. I follow a few different. You know, health guys, most of whom I've <clears throat> come to know through the Rogan channels, right? But so then I listen to their shows and or follow them on Instagram. There's one guy who was on Rogan about a month ago, I feel like, a guy named Max Lugaveri, Lugaver, something like that. He's lost his mom to Alzheimer's. And so he like has spent the last 20 something years like trying to learn everything he could about Alzheimer's and how it's preventable, if at all, and all this stuff. And a lot of it is actually starting a lot of science is starting to show that Alzheimer's is basically the result of metabolic disease, i.e. high blood sugar and, and high cholesterol from, you know, bad diet. And there's lots of causes for that. He does a whole lot of work on like gut biome stuff and how like a leaky gut is what causes these problematic high levels and all this stuff. But so he posted right before I went into the mountains, an article by Watson at all. I don't remember what school published it. There was a, there's a, there's an article from Tufts University in the last couple, few months that claims that like these processed foods are like it, it, it alleges to rank like the health benefits of all these foods and the top 50, like 40 something of them are factory produced processed foods. The polar opposite of everything we've been told for the last 30 years about dietary yeah. health, like here, eat processed stuff. Because that's somehow better for you than vegetables and meat. Uh, it's, it's insanity, Fresh, right? Organic, it's, but you know, 
yeah coming from the exact same people who are saying that you know it's okay to be morbidly obese so I, probably know. and coming from the same people who wrote those papers 30 years ago saying hey eat fruits and vegetables and meat <laughs> or the ones who wrote the papers in the 50s that said that uh animal fats cause heart disease and sugar is just fine yeah because that's an actual fact so the new york times exposed that that point being whoever funds the study makes the study say what they want it to say right and yeah. guess who's got all the, all the money uh, a whole bunch of not even a whole bunch a small collection of family-owned megalith food manufacturers like Kraft. uh may recognize his name owner of the patriots a group called cargill um they're like well, I mean, even no, nobody knows is, any of those people the Ty I mean, tyson family he's just now getting into it but he's yeah. on, you know for the talk about processed fake crap fake meat you know people don't even uh, uh take into consideration the horrible environmental environmental impact that you know agriculture and, and i'm not anti-agriculture right but you have to if you're going to tell people to stop eating meat well they have to eat something so now you've got to produce more fake yeah protein so, i guess so, so soy and crap like that and you know so here's the argument they claim that all runs on that, diesel by the way which is that, that <laughs> they claim that that the calorie punch in a packaged processed food is so high and so dense in energy that it's more environmentally friendly to produce it compared to i i guess cow farts uh an ounce you know ounce for ounce an ounce of of beef or mm -hmm. again even vegetables right so so this guy max posts this thing and he's like you know i care about the environment but i'm not going to destroy my health eating this garbage dude the list included sodas uh energy drinks um uh, you know all, just stuff, stuff like that this stuff right? was like, good for you yes no, oh no, it was saying it, it was saying it was good for the environment. Ugh. It was saying it was better for the environment than Whole Foods factory. Farming, I took a sip of soda yesterday for the first time in six months. We were at uh, Six Flags at a theme park and literally had nothing else to drink. And we're standing in line and I took a sip of my uh, wife's give you a tummy ache. No, I was just I just didn't like it. It was gross. Uh, I just don't, I don't know. I'm a big soda guy. But this is interesting. Here, here, here was the list. Here was the list. Foods, hold, foods with the lowest environmental impact, according mm -hmm. to this study by Clark et al. from 2022. Sports drinks, soda, chips, onion rings is on the list. I mean, I guess you can make an onion ring out of an onion and flour, but uh does have rice on there. That's nice. Bread and juice. So I throw oh, on there. So that's there's, from high, high fructose corn syrup. They're trying to claim that soda is on the short list of things that's environmentally friendly and, and, and things like chips, right? <laughs> so diabetes, get your diabetes. I throw on, I throw on there. There's just no way that's true. And I get these two guys in particular, and I hope everybody that's listening to this knows, I don't normally like to talk about comment warfare on, in, on social media, right? Like this is generally not my scene. Instagram is the only thing I even screw with and I've deleted it three times and I need to do it again. But so I get, immediately attacked by these two guys one who had already attacked me on another post that i had posted on this guy's and he, he goes on this rant about how now that he's looked at my page he sees i'm a texan and all us texans think we know everything and guess what there's 49 other states and none of us think like y'all do and guess what there's other countries in the world and i'm 
and you know, we love the fact that you come to our state of Colorado and spend all your money trying to kill our elk and you don't know what you're doing and blah, 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 blah. And all I replied with is this was, he, this would have been sitting there for five days while I was in the mountains. Right. And I get out and I get goaded into replying. I was like, that's uh, ironic because I killed an elk on Thursday, but thanks, you know, like anyway, <clears throat> like Texans don't know how to hunt and all this stuff, you know, and I, what I want to reply to the guy at some point is like, so you're telling me that your state and everyone who lives in it, as well as everybody who lives in the 48 other states in the U.S. but Texas, all believe that processed foods are better than the, than the, for the environment than whole foods. If that's what you're saying, you're right. Color me shocked. Like, because mm -hmm. I can't imagine everybody's buying that. This other guy was being more reasonable. He's like, he made, you know, the argument, although not very well played out, like, actually, it's true. The amount where, of energy. Where, where are you engaging in this? What Instagram page? This is that Max Lugaver guy I was talking okay. about that did the Alzheimer's study. This other guy is like, it, it's, it's amazing how much energy they pack into this garbage. So at least he's like but on the side of. It doesn't change the fact that it's garbage. It doesn't. It's not real. That's not real. And what I haven't bothered with is to ask all these people, like, give me the unit of measurement. Because you know what I am? I'm an environmental expert from a regulatory legal standpoint, as well as technically I was an environmental scientist for three years. And I can tell you that when you study the environmental impact of, of anything, you take into account things like tons per year of carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide nowadays, I guess, you know, sulfur dioxide, nitrogen oxides, right? These specific pollutants, you measure them in tons per year. If it's a water quality issue, you, you typically measure it in things like parts per billion or parts per million, right? Um, waste. How much waste is the facility generating and where is that waste going? Is it going to landfills? Is it going to land farming? Meaning like agri agricultural fertilizer? Is it going to incineration, which itself generates emissions, right? So to claim that even the beef industry, which I acknowledge is nasty, but Suffice it to say, you raise beef on grass, then you consolidate them into basically a feedlot before they're slaughtered, right? That's where the real problem is. It's all the cows in the pens where they crap in a hole and they, you know, that hole collects 30 years worth of cow dung. Those are a mess, right? The whole rest of the life cycle of a cow is actually just fine for the environment, other than the methane emissions, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But so then you then you slaughter them and what, then then you buy a steak so the so the the beef gets moved from a field to a cafo confined animal feeding operation either with jointly located with a slaughterhouse or maybe moved one more time to a slaughterhouse process at the slaughterhouse a lot of those tomorrow on my way to Lubbock yeah you will and you'll get to smell litter too. the small towns and yeah. to be honest with you I don't you you know when you're but, close to one because you could smell it for sure. Then you move to, then you move them, the, the, that processed meat to a grocer and then you take it home. Right. So there you got like four or five truck runs in there and a few different factories. Right. But compare that to soda. How many, how many, how many ingredients are on a soda can? 30? Need to count. There's some agriculture in there. Right. So a lot of times it says corn these syrup, processed foods that came from corn, corn, devastating as far as impacts to all sorts of ha habitat, the, the corn industry, right? But the point is, like, all of those ingredients came generally from two places. Farming, and usually it's like the refuse from farming a lot of the time, right? Mm -hmm. But I, I pointed this out, and neither of these two idiots bothered to even, like, acknowledge I had said it. Did you know that the caffeine that they put in the soda 
or any other food that has added caffeine comes from natural gas fractionation. See, what people don't realize is, you know what all crude oil and natural gas is? They're all collectively what are referred to as organic hydrocarbons. They are carbon bonded molecules, the remnants of all of the life in the history of the planet and all the numerous catastrophes that buried that different forms of life into the earth, right? So it's organic itself by nature of being a carbon molecule, right? Hydrocarbons are, when you, when you hear the word organic chemistry, you're talking about the fossil fuel industry. In the 60s, caffeine came from coal. It is a molecule that you can derive from coal and also from natural gas and crude oil. As the natural gas industry ramped up in this country and the coal industry has fallen off, they now get you your added caffeine from the natural gas industry. So you've got multiple oh, different farms farming the corn to make the corn to, syrup. Uh, he, he promised he would close the coal mines this, this week. Did you see that? Sorry, it just made me think of this. Joe Manchin didn't take very kindly to that. <laughs> that's what was, you get, uh, Joe. You were yeah. our hero. Yeah. So that's what you get, Joe. Manchin, not mm-hmm. Biden. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yep. You broke our heart, Joe. Mm-hmm. Manchin. Anyway, dude. So so how many different farms are included to create those those ingredients on that list? How many different transportation mechanisms are used to get those ingredients to that plant? You've got you've got chemical plants involved making food additives. You've got, you know, multiple different food plants after the material is first harvested, whether that's from farming or from drilling, right? You've got water used, you've got waste generated, you've got emissions generated at all stages of that until it's finally put together in the final plant that makes your bag of chips, right? Where they impregnate it with seed oils, which are carcinogens. Did you know seed oils like like rapeseed oil and, saf- and, and, and sunflower oil were originally used as industrial lubricants before they started using them as foods? Mm-hmm. Stuff's terrible for you. They have to use chemicals well, to sunflower seeds to liberate because I like not the seeds themselves because the seeds have fiber and lots of other minerals right but when you use chemicals from a chemical plant to create an oil from those seeds the oil is bad for you right hmm. so anyway you, you've got all that and then and then the last step is they wrap it in a fancy little cellophane package which also by the way comes from oil and gas period full stop it comes from gas fracking oh gra- gas way, cracking plastic. I mean Right. And it's plastic and it's a piece of trash. So you're going to tell me because some scientific study claims that that whole supply chain is less impactful in the environment than just raising a head of lettuce. Um, You should just check out who funded it. Just do everybody a favor and go look at who funded it, you morons. But beside that, like it's nonsensical on its face. You have too many ingredients on that package. And my point is, Dude, nobody has shown level, me. It's how are they counting money it? and also keeping people sick? Uh, yeah, it's not, sure. it's not healthy. And they're trying oh. to tell you this is healthy. It's like saying, oh, being obese is, is the new healthy. Oh, wait, wait, yeah, they're I'm not sorry. even they're not even pretending to care about health anymore. Yeah, hey, no, you it, look it's, it's um, amazing. But but again, what, tell, show me, me we get this one more point out. fitness class of the 1940s and what men in America looked like then. Yeah. Show me the unit of measurement. Are you claiming that it's like tons of, of emissions per calorie? 
tons of emission, tons of waste per calorie, uh, certain, you know, even tonnage of pollutants into water systems per calorie. Is that, I don't know what the measurement is. Yeah. The report just says these are environmentally friendly. BS. Like nobody has ever, but this one guy is arguing with me like, yeah, this is absolutely true. It's well, because of how much energy they pack. And I, I just, I, I've denial. almost had to bite my thumbs off to keep from replying to him. Show me the unit of measure. And then show me who funded the study. Mm. Stop just believing what a leftist professor tells you. Anyway, so yes, so people it's, were it's much healthier in the old days, obviously. Interesting that you brought this up because I have two notes on this. Brought up the lies One, during election season? No, no, brought this topic up yeah. because in the same vein, so this, this girl that I'm friends with, her name's uh, Gabriella Hoffman, and she's kind of a a political she lives in dc and she's kind of a political commentator but really focuses on the environment and she is a hunter and an uh avid fly fly ang- fly fisherman even though she's a woman can i say that i don't know what angler uh so Gender she sent neutral. me this link today and says hey have you talked about pfas in deer meat i don't know PFAS. what P- pfas PFAS. is yeah but she said Enviros are scaring people to stop hunting because of forever chemicals found in deer and fish. But this study shows deer meat itself doesn't contain it. And then she sent me the link to the study. So they're trying now to say not only cattle, bad, bad, bad. Don't go out and kill your own organic food or go fishing for your own organic protein because those are contaminated. So buy our chemically processed gloop instead. That's the message there. Which in, which will undoubtedly also contain PFOS because everything you test for PFOS has PFOS. Huh. Everything. Soil, water, the tissues of our human bodies, everything. PFOS is everywhere. It is literally a new, quote, contaminant of concern. The testing methodologies are not even uh, reliable yet. And the EPA is, there is a momentum. This is actually something that I do in my day-to-day life, my actual real job that I look at on a weekly basis. It is being turned into the crisis of the 2020s very quickly. Um, yeah, if you anywhere you test for it, you'll find it. Mm-hmm. Um, it does seem to come from the treatment of wastewater, but nobody can prove if that's actually from the treatment or it was already in the water. It's like, you know, it's like the stuff inside of a of a microscopic sample doesn't exist till you put a microscope on it, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, there's all this stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Seems to be what's up with PFOS, but I, I don't. Yeah. So I don't. The other note on this same topic was: Do you follow uh, Diana Rogers' Sustainable Dish? She wrote the book Sacred Cow. She's all about. I know uh, I've heard of that book. Yeah, uh, but she's all about. Uh, free range organic ranching like clever clever username sustainable dish uh-huh. like that so she that's a word that should come back to the lexicon dish yes uh <laughs> subtle so I like subtle she posted this today uh the headline is google new sustainability search features target cattle so google is now suppressing content that doesn't fit their climate change narrative. And she said, this is using data from the United Nations. Google has announced a new sustainability feature that will steer consumers towards certain products. 
the search giant will begin flagging recipe ingredients for climate impacts with beef, lamb, and other animal products being among the worst offenders. While monocrops like beans, grains, and even ultra-processed plant-based alternatives get off scot-free. Google's partnership with the United Nations claims to target misinformation, yet falls prey to its own hubris by relying on data that vastly overestimates beef's water use in competition with human food crops while underestimating the ability of cattle to sequester carbon and restore soil organic matter. So this is exactly what we're talking about. But, you know, it also just sheds light on the fact that Google has now publicly entered the foray as far as the war on climate change. And we'll be suppressing content that is, yeah, but they're just now admitting like, oh, hey, oh, by the way, (laughs) if you if you want a good uh, uh, sous vide recipe for beef tenderloin, forget about it. How about this soy alternative that we're going to pump up through the algorithm instead? The veil is certainly falling all across the uh, the tech industry. They're not pretending to not be doing this anymore. So, uh, I, I guess that's good. Um, I, I got I have some other stuff too, but I did want to tell you because we I didn't get to mention this before we got off onto this topic. But uh, when was the last time you went to a thrill park? My God, I mean, we were in Disney in March, but to like just a dedicated like. Or okay, did you go on on thrill rides while you were there? Yeah, for sure. So we took the kids yesterday. So Aaron's hospital basically bought out Six Flags for the day, and they gave us free tickets and free food vouchers and all this stuff. So took the kids there. They're seven, seven, and nine, and the girls wanted to ride every freaking ride in the park. Henry did the shockwave. Hey Riley, the one with the double loops, and. It made him dizzy. So he was like, I'm out on anything with loops. But the uh the Titan, have you have you ever ridden have you been to Six Flags over Texas? I think I went to Six Flags when I was a little bitty dude. Um we didn't get to Dallas much, but the Titan is the, for a while was the highest vertical drop and fastest speed in the world on a roller coaster. It's not anymore. But as a 41-year-old man, dude, I forgot what it was like to have that feeling. It was gnarly yeah and then they have mr freeze which shoots you literally set out of a cannon 70 miles per hour straight up then you do the whole thing backwards so this is the saddest part of the day so stella was like dad i want to do mr freeze and henry's like i am not doing that by this (laughs) by this point aaron had gotten off work and she met us at the park so she's there now so we wait in line for 30 minutes we get up to mr freeze We're, we're on the roller coaster and the operator goes, hey, check those two girls' heights. And so she comes over there with a, oh. with a ruler. And she measures Frankie first. And I know that then they're identical twins. I know Frankie's a half inch taller than Stella. And Frankie could give a crap about riding this ride. She's just doing it because Stella wanted to do it. So they measure Frankie. She's like, she's like, oh, she's barely tall enough. She's good. And I know Stella's shorter. And I said, well, they're identical. You don't have to measure her. They're identical twins. And she's like, no, I got to measure. She measures her and Stella's a half inch too short. And just the tears, dude. <laughs> We'd waited in line. This is the only thing she wanted to do. And she doesn't get to do it. And now, uh, and so Aaron goes back with her. And Henry's like, he's just sitting there with a backpack. He's like, no way in hell I'm getting on that thing. <laughs> so Aaron now takes Stella over there. And so it's just me and Frankie. And we're already on the roller coaster. And now she, I can see her 
there aren't tears coming, but I can see her eyes starting to water. And I'm like, what's wrong? And she's like, I was only doing this because Stella wanted to do it. And I was like, <laughs> I don't want to do this. Kind of too late now. So we do it. And then the damn uh, safety restraint, everyone else is getting off of it after it's over. And she's she's okay. And she's a little shook by the whole deal. Uh, and our safety restraint won't go up. And she starts bawling. She's like, they're going to make us do it again. They're going to make us do it again. I was like, no, we will get off the roller coaster. She's like, I only came because Stella wanted to come. She's bawling at this point. Get off the roller coaster. And Aaron's like, she's handling Stella who's crying because she didn't get to go. And now I've got this other daughter who's bawling because she had to go. It was just a mess. But other than that, we were. it was a great, great day at Six Flags. Huh? But <laughs> identical twins are not created equal, it turns out. No. Yeah. No. It was they, funny uh, and sad at the yeah. same time. <clears throat> huh. Yeah. I, uh, I've been wanting to go since we got back from Disney to Fiesta, Texas. I don't know yeah. if you know, but like, dude, like 10 of the 15 baddest roller coasters on the planet are all right here, 30 minutes from our house. Uh, so one of these days we need to go do that. <laughs> but, yeah. I forgot how much fun it was anyway. Yeah. Some, if you like, one of, it's like hunting oh, though. Yeah. It's the, we do, I do it because of, I, of the feeling that, I get. Sure. And the th- a thrill park's the same thing. It's like, mm. man, to do it all yeah. day. It's good stuff. One of my best friends since forever, he and his wife and kids moved here last Christmas. And uh, they had gone, I think, bef- either before they had kids or grandma was keeping when they had one kid or something, to Fiesta, Texas, before they lived in this area. And... They like got in and it started raining and it rained so hard that they shut the park down. So they left and they just went like across the parking lot to like a, just a, you know, burger joint place or whatever. Uh, one of those BJ's pizzas or something like that. And they sat there and they had a few beers, got a little tipsy and then the rain stopped. And they were like, well, before we leave, we should just go check and see if the rides are running again. You know, what's going on? So they go back to the gate and they're like, yeah, no, we're back open, rocking and rolling. And they're like, uh, so can we come back in? They're like, yeah, your pass is still good. They had the whole place to themselves the whole rest of the day. Oh, that's they awesome. They rode like 10 rides in like just a few hours. Like they rode everything. There was literally nobody there. Yeah. It was like, it was the coolest day ever. Like every one of the top rides, five minute wait tops. Yeah. Like, Damn. Man, y'all looked out. <laughs> we did. So the end, like the last two hours, because we stayed until closed at nine we left by eight but like we rode judge roy scream three times in a row because there's just no one getting on same thing with the titan and then the uh i like the roller coasters that are in the complete dark so we did that um i don't know space mountain that might be disney but whatever it was yeah it was a blast um yeah i think i covered this on our disney recap but space mountain is a 50 year old ride that still totally holds up in disney world and uh runaway mountains the one at six flags it's the same uh, thing yeah, but the uh, the Star Wars stuff was really cool. The most fun roller coaster they have there now at Disney is uh, the Aerosmith ride, um, uh, Rock and Aerosmith's Rock and Roller Coaster, I think is what mm-hmm. it's called. And it it's a all in the dark thing too, except for some psychedelic colors flashing and stuff. But it's all indoors, and you go from zero to seventy on a flat. It uses this magnetic launch system. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're sitting there about to shoot into a tunnel and it counts down and then these magnets launch you and you're like, it's like zero to 70 in like less than two seconds. It's 
like faster than any car can possibly go. Right. It's wicked. And there's like three inversions in that thing. It was fun. But mm-hmm. I can tell you that I, we rode Space Mountain the night before. And towards the end of it, I was like, I'm done with this. <laughs> About halfway through the rock and roller coaster, I was like, this has been cool. Ready to get off this roller coaster now. <laughs> I, so the wuss. thrill hasn't gone away the older I get, but it definitely, I mean, my neck was a little like, man. I'm when I was a kid, I used to always be like, that was too short. But yeah. as a grown up, I find myself like, that was great. Could have done about 30 seconds shorter. <laughs> right. <laughs> 15, maybe shave 15 off this. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's talk about Republicans teaching the general population, <laughs> the definitions of words that I thought everyone already knew about. I got and it teed up. Do you want to play it or am I playing it? I, I have it. I'll play it. Um, I, you sent me that and I was like, oh, me, yeah, I already, I've already got is, that ready to go. This is everyone's favorite political and news commentator, Joy Reid of MSNBC. What a gift this lady is. Claims that it'd be a Christian. Use the word inflation are journalists um, and economists, right? So that is not part of the normal lexicon of the way people talk. So it's interesting that Republicans are doing something they don't normally do, right? Which is not use the common tongue, right? Not use just common English to sort of use do on their campaigns like they're doing with crime. But what they've done is they've taught people the word inflation, right? Most people who would have never used that word ever in their lives are using it now because they've been taught it, including on TV, including in newspapers. Uh. They've been taught this word and they they sort of wrap this word around whatever it is that they really want to vote. You know, the reasons they really want to. Isn't that interesting? You know what? She's she's not wrong about one thing uh whenever democrats in office we tend to talk more about inflation i remember 2008 just when you know you elected obama uh yes you elected obama uh but yeah we talked about inflation then and now uh why are we talking about it oh oh people actually like their money they like more bang for their buck dude they don't like less bang for their dollar if anybody that ever hears this thinks that the left actually cares about you and respects you. Just listen to that again. This is what they think of you. They think you're too stupid to have ever grasped the concept of monetary inflation, (laughs) despite the fact that it's probably been presented to you in some form or fashion, at least once a year since you were like a seventh grader. How many times have you seen something that's like the cost of this thing was X amount in 1965 and adjusted for inflation? That's X amount in today's dollars. Like it boggles my mind that that woman could be so arrogant and so condescending as to say that Republicans taught this word to people again, as if like they hadn't noticed that their fuel costs twice as much. And their grocery store groceries cost 50% more. And like, they wouldn't care if dastardly Republicans hadn't taught them that that's called inflation. Like, they wouldn't, like, if we didn't have a word for it, then it wouldn't be a thing. She's trying to allude to the notion that they're voting for all sorts of grade textbook. 
in America. She's trying to pretend as though people are voting for Republicans because they have some sort of racist agenda and they don't want to admit to that. So they're just calling it inflation because it's a fancy new buzzword they were just taught. Like, which, and, and then there's like, dude, there's so many levels to how perfectly all encompassing that commentary is about the left's mindset, right? Because one of the things I talk about all the time is when the left says something, they're projecting. Then when they say something the right is doing, they're projecting what they're doing, right? All the time. I was listening to Hillary Clinton this weekend trying to get that horrible governor of New York reelected, who's likely to lose now, making the claim that all the Republicans are doing is trying to scare you all. All they want to talk about is inflation and crime. That's all they want to talk about. They don't have any solutions. And it's like, at its core, a bunch of race baiting. You guys are the fear mongers. Like you just said, they're projecting it, making it out like we're the racist. Meanwhile, they're the ones doing it. Well, and, and so on this front, how many new words and, and, and bastardizations of the English language have the progressive left given us in the last decade? All of them. Right? Here's a word that you told me never to use again. What the hell does cisgender mean? Right. Just means like <laughs> normal people. Yeah. Just- I'll be criticized by somebody for using the term normal, but whatever. Like, the idea that it's the right. The funny thing is, she's not claiming that we made up a new definition like the left does, right. right? Where they make up new definitions for everything, right? Like racism itself, the definition of racism has actually been changed, right? And the definition of vaccine has actually been changed, formally changed by this government. Oh, uh, she's not claiming also. that the Republicans made up a new definition. All they did was teach them, hey, there's a word for how we're everybody's effing you. And that's bad. You know what? Maybe if you didn't pretend that we weren't in a recession and try to rewrite the definition of of what a recession is, we wouldn't have to be making sure everyone's aware of inflation, which, again, anyone that has a sixth grade level IQ already knows what inflation is. You could actually not even be educated. You could just go to the store and be like, oh, bacon used to cost $3.99 a pound. Now it's $6.99 a pound. What happened? What changed? Oh, yeah, there's your inflation. Another four trillion dollars being spent. That we you know who's very change. aware of inflation? My son, who's the most curious mind. Yeah, you told me he loves obsessed watching. Obsessed the... with gas prices. <laughs> yeah. Always wondering how much, worrying about how much something costs. We went out to dinner the other night, uh, just like as a family on Friday night. I was like, Aaron, do you want me to cook? She's like, No, I just it's been a long week. I just want to go out to eat. Some we want to go someplace new. And you know, Henry's at that age where we try to get him to order off the kids menu, but sometimes. He just, he's over chicken fingers or a mini cheeseburger. And so he's like, can I order off the main menu? We're like, yeah, dude, it's fine. He's like, this is $15.99. We're like, it's okay, dude. It's we're, we're out to a nice dinner. Just get what you want. I feel bad. I don't, I I mean, that's, that's his mindset. So he's very keen, but you know, Joy Reid would say, well, you just taught him that because you're a racist. (laughs) That's exactly (laughs) what she'd say. (laughs) Uh, that's exactly what she'd say. Yeah, trying to protect your white privilege. Uh, you want uh, spending all your money. And do you want a Biden clip next, or would you like uh, Sonny Hostin? Um, boy, that's a tough one. Uh, I guess we'll go with Biden because he's infinitely more uh, relevant to anything in the world uh, than yeah, Sonny. We're Hostin still going to play Sonny. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, all right, so here's Joe. Uh, uh, this is great. This is from this past week. 
I've already been told if they win back the House and Senate, they're going to impeach me. I don't know what the hell they're impeaching me for. No, I, I, no, I'm not joking. And then, and then, then, and then, re, no, no. And then recently, they said we should stop talking about that until we win. Your take on that? First, I want to say the best is the the, the opening part when he's going. He can't even get the words out. Like just stumbling, Joe. What Dude, you know, I think you could legitimately make a whole hour weekly podcast playing clips from that week of Joe showing his senility. Like it's one of his best tells is this uh, not a joke. I'm not even kidding. I'm not kidding. Not a joke. That's such a tell. Like, one of the things I love about No Agenda is they always are breaking down like laugh tells, meaning like when somebody is saying something that you and I listening think, no, for sure. Like, that's a lie. That's not true. They'll, they'll snicker. Bill Gates is famous for this. They'll snicker as they say it or when they say they're, you know, when they're misleading about something and it's actually some insidious plot that they're up to, they'll, they'll be a little, <laughs> you know, like an, an awkward, nervous tick laugh, right? Mm-hmm. So there's all sorts of tells, right? And Joe's most famous tell is this whole serious, not a joke. Does that all the time. Um, I'm trying to think of the one I heard him. So, but what he actually said though, do you think they'll impeach him? Let's talk about that. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do on that Trump, dude. How many times? Twice. Uh, yeah, yeah, twice. Yeah, well, brought up. Uh, for uh, what I mean, again? Technically, they only impeached him. Trump, they tried to impeach him Trumped twice. Up charges. They were unsuccessful on the first one. Uh, keeping in mind, the one they were unsuccessful on, on is the one where uh, Trump was trying to get proof from Ukraine that Hunter Biden was taking money from the Ukrainian oil and gas company and that his father, when he was vice president, had called up Ukraine and threatened to withhold military aid from them if they didn't fire the prosecutor who was sniffing around and going to go after Burisma and possibly Hunter. And he admits it on camera. And then they actually did the withholding. And then Trump's like, hey, turn some of that over or I'll withhold aid. And then a week later, send him the aid anyway. And he got impeached for that. And the other guy got elected. It's like amazing. It's amazing. What a beautiful piece of work. Uh, Are they going to impeach him? I don't know, bro. Um, the 25th amendment, here's the thing. There will be, they, I, I mentioned this on our last show that it, you can go back to about midsummer. There was one weekend, we, one weekend in particular where the New York times ran three hit pieces about Biden's senility and his mental competency. Right. Oh, they also ran one or somebody did about, uh, his son's Chinese, uh, bank records, the D- CNN. Yep. Yeah, they, they were they were starting to finally expose that. They finally acknowledged that the laptop was real. It's funny because they had reported about all these corrupt business dealings like two years before the laptop even became a thing. Forget about all that. It's called the memory hole. Read 1984. Uh, just this weekend, I think his speech that he gave about how democracy is on the ballot, CNN fact-checked him a bunch of times. The Times claims, wrote an article saying that his economic accomplishments are not what he claims they are. So they're which There's one been is this that? like 
which 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 which, which economic right any of them whatever he says is a lie. <laughs> i'm looking for the one <laughs> the inflation reduction production act so my point is there was going back to the pull out of afghanistan and the way the media hammered him on that the worm had turned but they couldn't create any more chaos in this last 12 months being that they were hoping to stem the bleeding but if what well, happens tomorrow, their only thing, and that's not even going to work that out. they hung their hat on that and it's not working. So if we're right and tomorrow is the biggest colossal tsunami red wave of all time, they're going to have a purge and Joe will be on the block. So whether they Republican, I, it's interesting, right? Cause it's like, if the Republicans move to impeach him, they won't get any help from the left on that. If the Republicans have a meeting with the Democrats and say, we have a senile uh, incompetent in charge of the government, and we should probably do something about that, y'all. They could probably get that done with a bipartisan initiative, maybe. But either scenario hands us who? Kamila. Mm. And who you said might be a dude on the last episode. I mean, uh, I'm way past might, but yeah. <laughs> Don't have any natural kids either. Just add that to your uh, add that to your f- list of facts about her masculinity. Mm. Um, she, they, I don't think either party wants her any more than they want him at this point. So it's going to be interesting. Maybe they'll just let him ride for two more years. Um, make it it's hard for me to imagine, but uh, you know, they would be in the right is in good shape one way or another. I'll just say that because <laughs> by handcuffing the government, they can't do too much damage. Uh, and if Biden continues to be president and they can't get any support from the left to, you know, take him out with amendment 25 or whatever, that'll look bad. If they do get rid of him one way or another, then, they'll hand it over to that cackling communist. And Mm, I was listening to this lady yesterday. She's running against AOC in New York's 14th congressional district where we haven't even talked about this, but AOC is getting her butt kicked. Uh, Have you seen any of the videos of AOC getting ripped by her own constituents at these town halls? I've seen Elon Musk owning her on Twitter. Oh, even this, (laughs) who cares about Elon? You need to check out these people shouting her down at her own town halls. Well, uh, it's, it was chanting. funny because she's bitching about the $8 a month charge for the blue check, yet she drives a Tesla. That was the irony. Right. Yeah, I, I saw that one. Yeah, I mean, he's a grand troll. So is she going to lose? I don't know where it stands, um, but there's plenty of uh, Brooklynites, I guess, that are uh, fed up with her crap. It, now, they're still staunch socialists. They're just saying, you've gone up and sold us out. So, because she's 100% in lockstep on the U- billions of dollars to Ukraine to fight a war that's not our business, right? Like, that's what she's being attacked for is funding the military industrial complex when she's supposed to be a democratic socialist, right? And those two things are not supposed to be mutually, uh, they're not supposed to happen together, right? They're kind of yeah. mutually exclusive. But um, anyway, there's this born and raised, this lady that was born in the district, raised in the district, got married in the district, runs a business in the district. She's got kids and grandkids who live in the district. She is a Brooklynite, like to her bone. She's this old Italian New York lady that talks just like you would expect. I had the accent yesterday and I can't think, I don't know if I can do it now. 
But um, she called her uh, AOC. She's like, I'll tell you what AOC means. It stands for all out communist. <laughs> I was like, hey, that's pretty good. It is all out communist. She's, she goes, I've been trying to debate her. I've been calling her out. I go to her town halls and I call her out for a debate. She won't take a debate with me. So I sent a live chicken to her offices. The guy, she's interviewing Dave Rubin. He's like, you did what? She's like, yeah, yeah. I sent her a live chicken. And I do it all the time. I've sent her several live chickens. She won't even debate me because she's got no guts and she's sold us out. Oh. I was like, wow, that lady's badass. <laughs> okay. So speaking of people that won't debate, we've got Katie Hobbs from, uh, she's running for governor in Arizona. And Don Lemon had her on, well, you know, the demoted Don Lemon, who no longer has his evening show. But did you see? Did you see the ratings for his first morning show? Well, he it's him and seven, two women. So really, it's three women hosting a morning show on CNN. Seventy-six thousand viewers. <laughs> oh my gosh! Give us two more years, and we'll have seventy-six thousand listeners. Yeah. So here's here's Don hey. Lemon interviewing Katie Hobbs, asking her why she won't debate. Why not debate your opponent? If you believe your opponent is, you know, has issues and is spreading conspiracy theories about a stolen election and so on, and is not being truthful with the, the people of Arizona, I did not get on the debate stage and, and debate her. You know, not only is Carrie Lake, has she centered her entire platform around this election denialism, um, I didn't want to give her a bigger stage to do that. But additionally, she has shown that she's not interested in having any kind of substantive conversation. Um, she's only interested in creating a spectacle. Wouldn't and I didn't you, want to If you be- were in the same space with her, wouldn't you be, wouldn't it be easier to knock it down in front of everyone, in front of the most people? Because you're not stopping her from spreading yeah. whatever you believe that you know, she is spreading by not debating her. She can go on television. She can talk about it. She can go in front of the, the people of Arizona every single day and talk about it. But you're not confronting her on it. And it seems like it would be an easy fix if you stood up on a debate stage and, and confronted her about these issues. Look, we're six days out from the election and our campaign strategy is our campaign strategy. So we're moving forward. I'm continuing to make my case to the voters of Arizona. Uh, whether or not uh, we debated in this race is not going to decide this election. So, um, you know, I just we need a decision. Didn't want to be a part of her spectacle. And she's not. Uh, she she won't answer these tough questions um, to to real reporters. She- Irony. Who really won't answer the tough questions because it makes you look like a dumbass? Because <laughs> yes. you know when you say it, you don't believe it because it's not true. That's the irony there. Also, uh, Carrie Lake stage pretty effing big already. You're not going to be adding anything to that. Yeah, no kidding. I like, th- 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 that's the one. I think that's one of the most like sort of seminal issues in all of this is if this if there's a side that refuses to have a conversation they're clearly the ones that are wrong yeah and it you know it starts in universities and nowadays it even starts lower than that where if you have a different opinion from their status quo then you are just not allowed to come speak right which is why it's the first of the amendments freedom of speech right if you're not willing to put your beliefs, ideas, you know, and opinions to the test, that shows that there is a fundamental foundational issue with them. Right? Yeah. From from Katie Hobbs all the way through to, you know, banning Ben Shapiro on a college campus. Like they're not willing to defend 
their beliefs because they can't because at the end of the day, none of them make any sense. Like, for example, there's no such thing as men and women. It's a it's a it's a social construct. Yet uh, we need to biologically and chemically castrate uh, minor kids and, uh, you know, physically change their their biological selves to match their beliefs. So which is it? Is it not a thing or is it a really important thing? Can't yeah. answer that. Yeah. Well, no, that's it's, one it's, of, uh, I don't know, infinite. You mentioned Ben Shapiro and what comes to every time I think of Ben Shapiro on a college campus, only thing that comes to mind is a, 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 a young adult with a lot of piercings, colored hair, screaming F you, F you, F you, F you over and over again, because there is nothing else to say because Ben Shapiro or anyone that with a lick of common sense that comes from that school of thought will just say, well, here's the facts, actually. Have you looked at that? And the response is, you're a bigot, F you. That's it. Yep. There's, I mean, and that's why this. Oh, that's why Katie Hobbs won't debate her. It's like, oh, well, Katie, what do you think about uh, transgendering our youth? Ooh, that's really a bad look for me to get up on stage and talk about that. So let's just not do that. Someone needs to send her a chicken as well. Um, Sunny Austin, dude, I this I love this. This is such a great clip, even though she's so insignificant. But she has more viewers than uh, Don Lemon, apparently. Let's roll this from last week. Also surprising to me is the abortion issue. Um, I read a, a poll just yesterday that white Republican suburban women are now going to vote Republican. Why? It's almost like roaches voting for raid, right? It's, 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 they're voting against their own self-interest. Do they want to live in Gilead? Okay, so do we want to... Unbelievable, right? I, the, the the fact that they're away, uh, able to get away with those type of comments—it's just we could have a you know we could have a whole show, an hour-long show on Biden's gaffes every week. We could also have a ten-hour show on the double standard that is the left and what they're allowed to say versus what the right is allowed to say. But the funny thing was, is she said white suburban Republican women are going to vote Republican. You just said they were Republican. I know. I caught <laughs> Wasn't that. that. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, She's not wrong, I though. Nothing, I, got, I got nothing. It's just because I used to see before the 2020 election, and I've told you before, there were women in my neighborhood that would walk their dogs wearing Biden shirts. I'm not seeing that same rallying support this time around. Not a lot of Beto shirts. There are some Beto signs from transplants, I'm, I'm thinking, but you know, it's interesting. So I uh, not to trick or treat there. I had to run to Hondo, Texas, um, which is right near Uvalde for those who don't know. So there's still quite a bit of propagandizing the tragedy uh, at that Rob Brown Elementary. So there's Beto billboards, right? Um, Beto's the one that cares about our kids. Uh, then I had to run to Seguin a couple weekends ago for uh, my daughter's. My daughter was doing a little barrel race ride. And I did, I, I saw, you know, in both Hondo and kind of coming through that area west of San Antonio and then heading into Seguin and New Braunfels, you know, a handful of Beto signs. I didn't see a single Abbott sign. I have yet to see a single Abbott sign. Uh, and yet we know for a fact that he'll win by anywhere from six to a dozen points tomorrow. 
that's the funny thing is those that are still voting for these a-holes first of all live in a parallel dimension um where upside up is down and down is up and everything um but they're also absolutely incessant about virtue signaling like they have to let everybody know i'm a beto supporter i love that beta male effeminate jackass because you didn't have to tell us bro because i saw the ukrainian flag in your facebook profile so i already (laughs) knew exactly (laughs) i already knew don't keep in don't don't forget though there's plenty of uh traditional uh beltway uh old school conservative republicans who actually you know are so invested in the military industrial complex you know the likes of the bulwark and uh even to an extent national review love to tell us how important it is that we keep sending billions and billions and billions of dollars to those causes yeah see what happened to my uh buying bonds baby it's good for business uh do you have anything else for today chisholm you're in a better mood now that uh your internet seems to have worked its way throughout this entire hour (sighs) this might be kind of funny I talk about real clear politics all the time. Let me just run through a few of these headlines. This will give you a sense both of the mood of the nation uh, on election eve and also how good a job real clear politics does of trying to bring some balance to the force. On election eve, Dems confront nightmare scenario. That's a CNN article. GOP poised to win the House and Senate. It's from a website called American Greatness. You can probably guess what way they lean. (laughs) dims are glum but will midterms bring a november surprise try to guess what media outlet may have put that one out there take a stab all the atlantic or los angeles times new york times (laughs) still got hope over there in la uh, (laughs) while their city continues to see exponential increase in homeless crises and becomes more and more unlivable uh, save our kids, quote, save our kids. Suburban women moved to the GOP. That was in the USA Today. That's actually a good article about how fed up uh, moms are with all the awful stuff being taught in school. So I have a question for you. I'm going to interject here. Do you think those moms that traditionally voted red, whose husbands probably still voted red in the last election, but they just couldn't do it because they hated Trump because he said to grab her by the pussy, do you think those moms regret their decision and would they admit it now that they're coming back to the GOP? I would pull this is a pure utter speculation, but I would bet that three quarters of them have admitted it in their own head. Uh, and that of that three quarters, uh, three quarters of those still have not been able to say it out loud. But they just, but when they went and voted, they went ahead and voted red. Right. And probably, maybe they won't even tell anybody. I'll, I'll, I'll say this my mom at least has come full circle to the wise notion that she does not report support the Democrats any more than she could support Trump. Yeah. But to admit that she made a mistake, we haven't reached, but she's just not going to vote. And I told her, I was like, good, don't. Like, and I mean that. Um, What's his name, dude? The the dirty jobs guy. Mike Rowe gave yeah. a talk. I think it was in the 2016 election when our choices were Trump or Clinton, where he was like, you don't have to vote. This idea that it's some sort of constitutional, democratic, and republic duty 
you know, is BS, civic duty. He's like, if you can't put your conscience behind any of the candidates produced, then vote with like that by saying, I'm just not, I'm not going to engage in this crap. Bring me better candidates, right? What you really ought to do is step up and run for your, run yourself or something. But anyway, um, more importantly, if you're not going to educate yourself and be real about what's happening in this country, please don't vote. Don't. Like if you live in a fantasy land that lets the left manipulate your emotions about things uh, and, 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 you know, scare you about things that aren't real and, you know, that overrides, you know, your basic like observable facts about how much stuff costs now, right? And how much worse off we are after having just a, a, you know, elected a black president, what, 14 years ago? Uh, then just don't. Stay at home. Be angry, binge, watch MSNBC, but don't vote. Um, that's not to mom. That's to those who, anyone else who may be in that boat. <clears throat> um, will running against his party, this one's great. Will running against his party help Tim Ryan win? Tim Ryan is running as the Democrat for the Ohio Senate seat. So this article <laughs> from The Guardian, no less, is saying like this guy's only chance is to run against the Democrats. Well, like he's one of the ones who has refused Joe Biden's presence in Ohio, right? So he's like, I'm the Democrat that's not a Democrat, and that's his only hope. <laughs> but he's also oh, the one that got... We played a clip from the debate where the uh, his challenger was calling him pathetic because he has the uh, multiracial family, and they were trying to label him. Right, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. He's running against J.D. Vance, the guy who wrote Hillbilly Elegy. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'll give you these two, and then we'll be done with this. This one from old Charles Blow at the New York Times, dancing near the edge of a lost democracy. Very next article. This is why I love real clear politics. From the American Spectator. Who is the real threat to democracy? <laughs> Those are back to back on this list of Monday, November 7th headlines. So dancing okay. near the edge of a lost democracy. And then who is the real threat to democracy? Obviously, Meanwhile, New Yorkers, turns out, don't like violent crime rates going through the roof. Yeesh. Ooh, we like to be safe. We like to feel safe in our city. Well, yeah, we're not getting that with uh, the, the Democratic Party. So, but, you know, you know, Jen the Saki, uh, Jen Psaki said that the Republicans are the ones that defunded the police. So there you go. Right. Yep. Um, I got Keep one more. If thing. you have more, these headlines are great. Oh, well, uh, this is old Juan Williams, the Fox uh, token uh, black Democrat, right? Republican hatred and lies are winning in a landslide. He published that in The Hill. Um, voter apathy and voter suppression could lead to a GOP wave. So that's already, they're already teeing this up as all these laws that these red states passed are the reason that this is going to happen. Forget about the fact one. that they're going to lose New York. Yeah. Right. And then Dems develop Elon Musk derangement syndrome. Um, I've seen a number of memes about uh, how well, it's funny, funny how I'm, you guys didn't care about uh, people losing their jobs to the pandemic or, you yeah. know, you know, all the various ways you've robbed people of their jobs over the last three years. <clears throat> but um, you're real up in arms about some Twitter employees getting axed. Um, I've, I've shared this before that, that, uh, Adam Curry of No Agenda pointed out, illuminated for me that that there's an insidious plot here with this whole Twitter thing, and that all this is about is being able to track people more closely. They have 30 minutes on yesterday's episode of 
Elon talking about all the need for and reasons why he's rolling out what they call Twitter blue, which is the $8 a month fee to uh, verify yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you're going to have to provide like an actual handle that identifies yourself. You're going to have to provide ID. You're going to have to provide obviously a payment method, right? Um, There's something (laughs) the right in this country is being uh, led down a very, uh, treacherous path with that freaking alien who I'll point out again has been taking billions of dollars from the uh, American military industrial complex for well over a decade now and the entire reason that Tesla exists is because Obama gave him many many millions of dollars to make electric cars to quote fight climate change uh, that dude is a uh, dire wolf in sheep's clothing. Well, something had to change, right? The status quo was was terrible. No, you know what has to change, dude? The whole world needs to stop caring about Twitter because as Dave Chappelle says, Twitter ain't a real place. Yeah, Who cares? Why is my news, my local news, telling me what was said on Twitter? Why is CNN and Fox News telling us what was said on Twitter? Why are... 50% of news articles now talking about tweets. Oh, it's no different. I mean, I know that's what needs to change, dude. A lot, but I still do. And you'll be watching a game and they'll live, they'll put in there like, where here's the, the score, the, t- the ticker of other games. And then all of a sudden, it'll be a tweet from LeBron James who congratulated the Astros on their no hitter. <laughs> like, I don't give a shit what LeBron James thinks about a baseball game. Or any other basketball game, for that matter. Is LeBron James the one playing on my screen right now? That I don't care what he tweeted. It's the same thing. It transcends all of society. Yeah. Yeah. It's junk. junk. But I am glad that he fired all those people. And I'm glad that Twitter's having a shakeup. Because, what you know, it it is junk. But it And, and you and I don't even get on Twitter. I, I don't very, very, very rarely. But everyone else does. So I'm glad. And I'm and I'm not saying that he is not a wolf in sheep's clothing, but I'm glad that at least now maybe the playing field's a little leveled a little bit. Here's my only on that platform. hope. Here's my only hope for the situation is that <laughs> within the intelligence community and the military industrial complex, you have white hats and black hats, right? The white hats are the good guys all racist connotations aside, right? (laughs) The White Hats are the good CIA operatives who actually still believe in capitalism and something called the American dream, right? And the others are the commies. And unfortunately, after eight years of Obama uh, and eight years of the Bush administration prior to that, a whole bunch of these socialist commie pigs have infiltrated and think that they know what's best for average Americans and need to control us. And they've been doing that shit since the 50s. We've already documented this. Hopefully Elon's working for the good guys because he is sitting one thing for sure. Did you, we haven't even talked about this, but while I was in the mountains, a report was released by um, the intercept, which is that outfit that was started by uh, Glenn Greenwald, who was first to report on the stuff that, uh, that uh, all the, the WikiLeaks stuff, you know, mm-hmm. all the, all the atrocities that were uncovered by Assange and the other guy. Um, 
they had a big big expose proving definitively that there was already a shadow department in the Department of Homeland Security working directly. Dude, Facebook created a login portal for the Department of Homeland Security to submit complaints about, quote, mis, dis, and malinformation. That portal is still online right now as of, a, as of at least yesterday, right? So there's all this new, we already knew this, right? I mean, hell, Jen Psaki, to your point a minute ago, admitted it that they were working on squashing this stuff, right? But, you know, like Zuckerberg went on Rogan the other day and said, we were told to watch out for Russian disinformation. I don't think we were specifically told about the Hunter Biden thing. Yet this reporting proves, no, actually, they were specifically told about the Hunter Biden thing. And it named the FBI agent involved in the cover-up, right? Named a specific dude. So maybe, at a minimum, even though the primary objective here, I believe, will be to more closely monitor American citizens for extremism, maybe vis-a-vis being an at, you know an actor on behalf of the white hats they will at least like unveil definitively this treasure trove of communications that he now owns that prove the collusion between the deep state uh and the what dan bongino calls the uh the uh corrupt symbiote symbiote meaning like the left and the right cabal that's mitch mcconnell plus chuck schumer and nancy pelosi right like they really like each other a lot and love making money with each other. So not so much into like any of their alleged claims. Anyway, he's sitting on a treasure trove that'll prove just how effed everything is. Not that it'll help necessarily, but yeah, I guess it'll prove it. <laughs> not that we need well, more proof, but while we've been talking here, I just got this notification that uh, Kathy Griffin's Twitter account has been suspended. And is that oh, really, is that really like, okay? That seems kind of, of a of like a petty thing for us to discuss, but I think it's important because does it make us just as bad as them? And I, I was just scanning Dude, an article. While she you has that, that. So if you look at her record, she has said things that are threats of violence. Like, right. and she did she's the whole atrocious thing with Trump's head and the blood right. and everything. But that's all just. I mean, that's just one of a, a half a dozen of those. So listen, I don't have any problem with some censorship on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter. I don't give an F about it. Yeah, it's not, but it's not about Twitter, right? It's about censorship. Any of it. I don't care about any of it. What I don't want is one-sided censorship, and the, the government should have zero to do with it. Yeah. If Twitter decides that they want to police speech on their platform, they're a private company. They should do it fairly and justly if they want to be a useful public forum with any utility whatsoever. But... As soon as you get the government involved in what's allowed to be said and what's true and what's not and what's disinformation and malinformation, you know what the definition of malinformation is? Malinformation is true information that the fact checkers have determined is missing context. In other words, in other words, you stupid, you know, Americans are not bright enough to possibly understand the depth of importance behind this um, seemingly very bad statement that, say, Joe Biden made, uh, because you don't know about all this other uh, nitpicky history which um, we'll just try to confuse you with, because if you actually read it, you'll re- kind of realize, well, it still sounds pretty f- effed up, but it's like, well, but now you have all the background stories, so it's no longer malinformation. That's malinformation. Right. right. It's true, which but now, you, don't get to, you, you don't get to know it without our filter. So before Elon took over Twitter, did you hear any... Like the definition of inflation. Did you hear any Democrats yelling about how Twitter was this breeding ground for misinformation? No, you didn't. 
I got a, I got a better one for you. The but you're hearing it now. I, Joe crown, Biden was saying this week how Twitter is now a breeding ground for misinformation. The crown prince of Saudi Arabia has owned a massive stake in Twitter since it was founded. And on Friday of last week, a Democratic uh, either senator or house rep filed uh, some sort of petition with the, I think, the SEC, the Security and Exchange Commission, because that same guy still owns that same percentage. And now they have a concern about uh, national security because of it, because Twitter owns, because, because Elon owns the rest. Oh, now they do. Right. Same dude owned the same stuff <laughs> for whatever it was founded in 2005. So 17 years. Can you believe Twitter's been around that long? God, I know. Yeah. So to be fair, just to wrap this up on Kathy Griffin, uh, Elon Musk said that any parody accounts that didn't specifically say parody right. would be suspended. She changed her Twitter handle to Elon Musk. And so they <laughs> axed it because she was well, trolled. Okay, so that's a, that's a very standardized, easy to apply technicality. So yeah, she, she deserved it. So it wasn't even about the fact that she threatens to, no, or no. you know suggests that the president should have his head cut off. Yeah. Yep, yep. I love listening to Biden hammer away on how, you know, there's no place for violence in our democracy, claiming that the right is perpetuating all this violence. It's like, <laughs> how many Americans, really, on a, like ballpark the percentage for me, how many Americans, if you pulled all 330 million of them, would buy the notion that in the last 36 months there has been no political violence perpetrated by the left? Only the most died in the world Democrat who's just got blinders on. The, the one that would be yelling like, F you at Ben Shapiro. You think it's more than like one in five Americans that could buy that would still buy that today? Uh twenty percent. One in five. Yeah, one in five. Yeah. yeah. Feels about right to me. Yeah. They're still still are so snowed. But they're but that's know, almost half 20% of the percent aren't wearing masks still. And I don't think twenty percent are still getting their booster shots. But not all those things perfectly line up, right? I mean, if you've been groomed and, and conditioned to believe that re Republicans are violent, racist assholes that are all armed to the teeth, um, you could still believe, you know, if you were watching the right news, you couldn't have been watching CNN because that guy claimed that day that uh, these are mostly peaceful protests while buildings were burning behind him. So... Probably MSNBC was watching their backs a little closer than that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Mostly peaceful. Well, now he's got his own women's talk show in the morning with two other women. So good job, Don. 75,000 people on a major cable news network. Yeah. Yeah, we will, we will have more listeners than that someday. We might even get a sponsor out of the deal. Yeah. Do, it will not be CNN. Do you, uh, as we wrap things up here, do you think, do you, does your wife ever just kind of look at you like, this is this ridiculous thing that you're doing that doesn't make us any money, but yet you spend so much time investing into it every week? She doesn't have a problem with what we're doing. Um, I don't, I would be learning and listening to all the same stuff anyway. It's not like I do it. I'll, let me make something abundantly clear. If it hasn't been clear from 102 episodes, <laughs> I almost never go out of my way <laughs> to prep for the show. This is the crap that I am paying attention to anyway. So from a 
like work life balance and time invested versus return perspective. As far as I'm concerned, I have a 90 minute chat with one of my best friends about how effed everything is right. once a week. That's it's therapeutic. Like, right. It's therapeutic. And, you know, Aaron doesn't, would, Aaron at first was like, what are y'all doing? And now she's just like, well, good. Now you don't have to talk to me about it. <laughs> exactly. That's I've said it. So many, how many times have I said it now? That article that claimed that, that, that podcasting is just, uh, is just like basically therapy for cisgender dudes. Precisely. Don't say that word. Wives. You don't have to listen to us. We'll hash this out amongst ourselves. And then the 150 or so people who listen to every episode we drop. Thanks all y'all. Yeah. Uh, we'll get a chance to listen to us rant and y'all don't have to, unless you choose to listen. Yeah. Not that I don't occasionally still <laughs> gnaw her ear off with insanity. I had to play. I, I brought too, in, but it's, I, it's I brought that joy read. I brought that Joy Reed clip in last night when I heard it on No Agenda and played it for Ashley and my daughter Charlotte, all the girls actually. And, you know, like the, the hit, like the way it just it keep, keeps hitting, man. There's like a nut, like she says something, and you're like, damn, did she really say that? And then she just like triples down on it. Like five seconds. It's just really racist. It, get, it keeps getting so much more appalling how condescending she is. Right. And so I look over at my daughter and I was like, so what'd you think about that? My 12 year old. And she goes, I just thought that was really dumb. <laughs> it's like me too, kiddo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because she knows what inflation is at the age of 12. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, well, uh, oh yeah. And as far as Chisholm's show prep, I had was railing him about his internet and he goes to a new part of the house to get a better connection. And he just walks up and goes, go. I was like, so there's no, there's no pre-show meeting. Sometimes we don't discuss anything. Just go. Yeah. So we went and we hope that you enjoyed episode 102. I had a good time. Hopefully Chisholm did as well. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And uh, we're not going to drop an episode on Thursday because I'm going to be hunting. So this will be, we're going to drop this one today, Monday drop, and we'll be back on the next, on the schedule next week. No, we can't because we got to, the next one will have to uh, dive into election. I guess results. it'll be stale post election. All right. Fire. Yeah. Fair enough. So, all right. Well, thanks for tuning in. I'm Cable Smith for Chisholm Cook. You know how to vote if you haven't already. And we will see you guys next week. Let's go surfing now. Everybody's learning how. Come on a safari with me. Republican safari with me. (laughs) 